Wise Turtle Speaks is a series of offerings merging philosophy, physics, math, biology, psychology, sociology, education, art, politics, and even love together. We will explore the patterns of our consciousness as it moves through space and time and use those patterns to better understand and solve our problems in all four dimensions of the universe. Namaste. Here's a question. What does a children's game have to do with um, internet organization, website organization, whatever you want to call it? Uh, and what do both of those things have to do with uh, evolution and entropy? I'm going to tell you. Now, there are a lot of different ways of organizing things, obviously. And, and any way you choose, as long as it works for you, is fine. But um, there are a couple of very basic ways that our brains work. And if we use the way our brains work to organize things, we'll be able to find them more easily. It's, it's like working with nature, you know, it's like, it's like working with the laws of gravity rather than, you know, just kind of trying to make up our laws and do what we want on our own and then crashing down to the ground because, you know, we're ignoring gravity. The way the human brain works um, is generally by comparing two different things. We can, we can compare more than two different things, but in general, our brains work best when we are comparing two different things. So we have the option to uh, be off or on, or to stop or to go, or to go backwards or forwards or left or right, and we prefer to look at things in a single dimension and compare things in that dimension. So we put one thing on one end and another thing on the other end, and we say, that's the dimension, that's how we define something. And if we use this to its logical extreme, so we have one dimension for each two things that we have, each two choices that we make. Um, this brings us binary counting. So, so each dimension is represented by one of the numbers in binary, which is why in computers we can organize things using nothing more than zeros and ones, as in binary counting. Um, it looks more complicated than it really is when you look at computer programming. All the stuff that that actual computer geeks use when they program computers, or nearly all the stuff that they use, is, is not computer language. It's a human language interface that someone has invented to make things easier except harder, which kind of makes no sense, um, which is why I, I don't really do any computer programming. <laughs> um, I started with BASIC when I was a little kid. When I was, okay, not a little kid, but when I was... Oh, 1979, 
guess I was like 10 or 11 years old when I got my first computer. Um, a, a Sinclair, not a Timex Sinclair, but a Sinclair, uh, which was, it had 1K of memory. 1K of memory. Um, which is hysterically ridiculous. Um, I mean, a calculator doesn't have much less than 1K of memory these days. Actually, probably a lot of calculators these days have, have way more than that. Um, certainly your phone has, I mean, even a dumb phone has way more than 1K of memory in it. I can tell you that much. Um, but anyway, uh, so the actual language the computers speak are zeros and ones. And each set of zero and zero one option is a different dimension. Um, and in order to make something complicated, like say the number six, you need uh, three dimensions because you have zero one, that represents zero and one <laughs> for the first digit. And then your um, the second digit, which is the twos place, represents obviously two. <laughs> um, so you can represent, um, you can put a one in the twos place and a one in the ones place and that gives you three. But you can't get any higher because you've got one one and that's the highest you can get with two digits uh, with zeros and ones. And so you have to go to the third digit, um, the third place, and that is the eighths place uh, sorry, this is sorry the fourth place, um, and so you have uh, you can get up to six by by uh, having one four and one two. So you have uh, one one and a zero represents the number six in binary, I believe. <laughs> Don't quote me on that because I'm <laughs> I'm not very good with numbers, even zeros and ones. Um, I have a. a dysgraphia, if that's what you call it. It's like dyslexia, only it's with with numbers that they don't work in my head. They get reversed and all wonky. Um, but anyway, so using, using this binary system, we are allowed in computers to basically describe anything and everything. And we have this thing called 8 bits, which is sort of the basic, um, I guess they're 8 bytes in a bit, or is it eight bits in a byte? I never remember which way it goes. Um, I guess it's eight bits in a byte. Um, and that represents generally one character um, can be described with, with eight bits fully. Um, again, don't quote me on this, um, but this is a, the, the general idea is that we're using binary in computers to describe anything and everything. You can have a movie, you can have a, a sonata by Bach, you can have um, a terrorist um, video, <laughs> you can have a, a book of Sufi poetry, you can have anything represented by zeros and ones. Okay, so this is organization in, uh, in computers in general. Now, I was going to link this to website organization or whatever you want to call it, sort of uh, organizing ideas and humans and, and their interactions in, I wouldn't call it social media necessarily, but socialization and interaction 
of individuals on the internet, you know, whether it's through a website or a, a app or, you know, some kind of program of like email or something like that. Um, we can use sort of general idea of categorization in a far more um, structural architectural way than the detailed stuff that's, that's on the computers already. We can use this uh, to describe uh, the kinds of things that we're interested in doing and having, and the kinds of interactions that we're looking to encourage and support. So this, this is true no matter what kind of socialization uh, tool you want to have on the internet. As long as you're going to have more than, you know, one person using this thing. Uh, if you have just one person, then they can organize it in whatever way they want. But if you want to organize something so that you have multiple individuals interacting and you want to help them, help guide them to some structured way of interacting, then, you know, as opposed to just email, as opposed to just, you know, two people talking about whatever the heck they want to talk about. If you actually want to organize things, we can use this general structure, this general binary uh, structure to, to describe any category we want to describe and to have subcategories of those. And now I'm going to bring in the idea of the children's game. And you're like, what kind of children's game has organizational structure with binary? Well, I will tell you. It's called 20 Questions. 20 Questions works as a game because if we're using it right, if we're paying attention to how we're asking the questions, um, 20 Questions works in far fewer than 20 questions. Normally, if we're thoughtful about it, um, to get to an answer because we're narrowing things down in a binary way. We're taking you know, some kind of like a half. And again, this, this doesn't work totally with, um, with 20 questions because, you know, oftentimes we're, we're breaking things down into thirds, but that's also, we can, we can, uh, for example, we can make a guess if we're saying, is it an animal, vegetable, or a mineral? Um, you know, if we ask, is it an animal? It's more likely to be an animal that a vegetable or a mineral that somebody's thinking about just because we are animals and we tend to think about things that are more like ourselves. Um, but there are a lot of other things that aren't animals in the universe. Uh, those vegetables and minerals and, of course, fungi, which don't fit into any of those things quite right. But the proportion that we're asking this question is uh, we're more likely to say, is it an animal? And that's more likely to be about 50% uh, yes, and 50% no, thereabouts. And as we make our way through these these numbers of questions, again, it, it almost rarely ever gets to the 20th question that we need to go all the way towards, at least, you know. Again, if we're intelligent, you know, a two-year-old obviously isn't going to be able to do this, but, you know, once you get a little intellectual capacity, you know, once you're, once you're in grade school or something, you, you kind of get a sense of what questions to ask and you and you can narrow it down quite quickly. Well, we can use this same tool to organize our uh, social structures. If we're doing some kind of, you know, literal organization, if we want to 
make something happen, if we want to affect change in some way, we can we can start with the uh, the end result, the end goal, as our um, our primary binary category, and then subcategorize from there. Now, how this works, and um, I will give you a little secret that I found, uh, which I, I don't broadcast too much because I'm a little worried that they're going to do something with it and and put it into some sort of make a mess of things. But uh, years ago, and, and, and this is, has gone on for many years because the thing was out for a long time, there was an actual electronic game of 20 questions. It was a little handheld game um, that I saw in toy stores and at the Museum of Science gift shop. And, you know, periodically I'd bump into this thing um, somewhere. And you could, you could demo the game. You could actually play the game in the, in the box. <laughs> you could, in, the, in the plastic wrap, they allowed you to push the buttons that, that worked for it. And it would turn on and you could play it. And so I did that several times. And I'm not sure where I read it, but then I was reading up on it. And I found out that the and, – and, and this, this thing was, was just shockingly accurate. Um, it could get – I even tried to trick it one time by uh, using the word wave. I thought of the word wave. And it managed to get it. It took it a little while, and it, was, it wasn't entirely sure because um, it had programmed in it an ocean wave. And I wasn't thinking specifically in, of an ocean wave. I was thinking of, you know, the more generic idea of wave. Um, but it got, it, it guessed ocean wave after about 10 questions or so. And so anyway, so I, I, I always had an admiration for this game that it managed to do this so efficiently and effectively. Um, and so I read up about it somewhere, who knows where, Scientific American or, you know, some, some magazine or something I'm sure I was reading, possibly even on the internet somewhere, um, that, the way that it was programmed was, in fact, Pascal's triangle. It was a representation of Pascal's triangle, um, or the, the more um, specific version, which I, I don't think has a name, um, but the more specific version that actually involves the ratios uh, themselves as opposed to just the... Pascal's triangle, actually, when you normally see it, it, it literally just has um, the, the numbers... Um, like one four four one or um, one two one in the rows, which just describe the the quantities of different combinations that are in each category. Um, so if you have, you know, in the in the one, you know, in the top row there's there's one possible combination. In the second row there there are two possible combinations, um, one on each side. You have a zero and a one, obviously. There, there are two possible combinations. You can have zero or one. And so there's a two. So each has a one. And then the one, two, one is um, there's one combination uh, of zero, zero. And there's one combination. Sorry, there are two combinations uh, with zero and one. Uh, so there's zero, one, and one, zero, which are two combinations that are one of each. And then there's one combination of one one. Um, so as you go down, and so the 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 not quite Pascal's triangle, the more uh, specific detailed version of it actually includes the um, 
the, the fractional proportions of things, which um, is how I understood it. Actually, when I first came up with it, I used the fractions. I didn't, you know, I was, I was including uh, the, what is it? It's the powers of two. Um, so the, the top one is one of one, and then the second row is uh, one half. Each one is one half. And then the third row is uh, one quarter, two, two quarters, and then one quarter. So one, two, one. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's a lot of detail. But um, the more specific version is what the... Um, this this IQ uh, this it's not IQ twenty questions, um, I I think it almost was called IQ something. I think that was the name of the the, the game object thing. I think it was the IQ something, but it it was twenty questions was the game. Um, but anyway, that they used this more detailed version of Pascal's triangle of breaking things down into all the different possible combinations, and assigning categories to each and so it would ask a question that would narrow things down to about 50% in each category and so it would move itself up Pascal's triangle until at the very top it would would pretty much know what you were talking about it would have narrowed everything down to something very specific or possibly it was going down uh, down Pascal's triangle I guess to be more detailed um, yeah that makes more sense it doesn't matter which direction you make Pascal's triangle because it's it's an arbitrary distinction of up and down, up and down is however you draw it. Uh, but anyway, so to specifically explain something uh, and how all of this relates to uh, evolution and entropy and the way the universe is organized is that I was reading something recently, and I don't remember exactly where, um, some cosmological book, I would imagine, uh, was describing how uh, all of the, I believe it was all the particles, um, or all the positions of atoms in the universe, I believe was what it was. And, and again, don't quote me on this, but it was the, the general idea was probably something around this, this point. It was either electrons or atoms. I'm not entirely sure. But it's only off by a factor of one or maybe two. Um, that all the possible positions of things in the universe, it would only take you 10, this goes back to the 20 questions, it would only take you 10 well-phrased questions that divided things into about 50% uh, probability to get, uh, to identify any possible location of, again, it was some sort of particles, atoms or electrons or something um, in the universe. So you could start with every single possible position in the universe, atom in the universe, um, and not knowing what it was, and ask 10 questions, possibly 11 questions. I, I can't remember exactly what the fact, factoring was. Um, but it was basically around 10 questions that you could ask that would, div and, and every single question, if you asked it very carefully, um, is it in this half of the universe or is it in that half of the universe? And the way you ask these questions 
would, within 10 questions or so, would get you to a absolute precise location of that particular electron or atom or whatever it was. Within 10 questions. So the power of this, the power of understanding how to organize things can get you an answer as precise as absolutely possible. The, as, as you know, you cannot get more precise than that in the universe within just 10 questions. So why don't we use this organizational structure for, the, for something far more important than a game that almost no one except me has ever even paid much attention to um, in a store. Let's use it for something that's actually, you know, incredibly important. Our, our organizing ourselves in our in our nonprofit organizations, in our social organizations, in our communities, and in our activism, in whatever we're we're working towards to make the world a better place and help make decisions more effectively. So let's use this, and and let's stop just randomly throwing things that look pretty and seem fun and are flashy and attractive and and whiz-bang new, you know, Java code or whatever it is that we're using or HTML5 or whatever, you know, let's actually get back to basics and say, okay, here are your 10 questions that we're going to ask you. You come in, you come into our website and we're going to ask you no more than 10 questions and we're going to direct you to exactly where you want to go, exactly the person you need to talk to. Let's do it. Let's just do it. Now, it's not going to be totally easy because, you know, this is this is humanity and our language are complicated and messy and this isn't um, this isn't 20 questions. This is life. This is actually stuff we want to do, which is a little more complicated than just a bunch of nouns. Um, I mean, how do we organize, you know, I, I couldn't present something to this 20 questions game. Uh, that was as complex as, you know, how do I help someone who, um, who is afraid to step out of mainstream America and uh, step into a, a world that is far more unpredictable? How do I get that person to feel confident in themselves and in the future and in their environment to, to let themselves be free and actually explore something that's really cool and fun? I mean, how do you put that into 20 questions? So it's going to be a little more complicated than, you know, than what I'm just saying. But if we actually give it attention, um, then we can potentially organize anything that we want to organize. We can get to any goal. We can help any individual find what they need to find and therefore allow our memes and our ideas and our technology to evolve. Right? Um, so I would love to help with that. If you want to do it on your own too, go for it. Because, you know, I, I'm not the computer geeky type so much. I, I love using computers, but um, I, 
again. <laughs> I, uh, my, my programming skills died with a 1K basic computer when I was 11 or 12, and I found it super boring. So, um, but if you want organizational structure and basic ideas and how to bring the messy real world into uh, a simple computer algorithm, I might be able to help. But anyway, uh, I hope you found this interesting. It was a little off topic for what I've been talking about lately. It is not the, it is not in line with the rest of my February posts, uh, blog posts and uh, podcasts, but it is what it is. It's something I came up with and I figured I should share it, especially with uh, my buddies over in, uh, I'm not Rotterdam, are they in Rotterdam or somewhere? I can't remember exactly where they were. Um, but my buddy's working on this uh, strange hollow grit, hollow, hold on based circular social something or other <laughs> that was supposed to help us all evolve. And um, yeah, it looked pretty, but it looked very complex. And I was hoping to maybe make it simpler. Um, so this goes out a little bit to them, you guys out there. You know who you are. Okay, um, I will leave you with that, and I will give you my contact information, which is uh, my email is the wise turtle, all one wordish sort of thing scrunched together. The wise turtle at gmail.com. and my blog, which is where this podcast is hosted, is turl t u r i l at wordpress.com. So it's t u r i l dot W-R-D-P-R-E-S-S dot com. And you can also find me on Reddit, uh, where if you go to www.reddit.com slash user, U-S-E-R slash Turl, T-U-R-I-L, you will find all of my comments and posts. And you can say hello there. And it's an easy registration process. And it can be anonymous if you want, although I encourage you to use your real name because you are awesome and you want the world to know about it, right? Anyway, I uh, would love to hear from you. And uh, if, if you find this at all interesting, or if you have any questions, please get in touch with me. Okay, I'll leave you with all of that and uh, wish you a wonderful day, night, week, month, year, whatever you have. Namaste.